Spice fans. Silk City Hot Sauce is now sponsoring the Dorkening Podcast Network. Our craft sauces are made in Vermont in small, high-quality batches using locally sourced, farm-grown ingredients. Silk City Hot Sauce comes in a variety of heat strengths and killer flavors like Jezebel, Erotic Fever, Mango Madness, and Good Morning Jonestown. And don't forget our newest creation, Hot Syrup. Make no mistake, Spice fans, this is the queen of sweet heat. There's new and unique flavors coming out all the time. Best of all, right now, listeners of the Dorkening Podcast Network can go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use coupon code DORK. Not only will you get 20% off your order, we'll also throw in a free bottle of hot sauce. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. Coupon code DORK. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. I was muted. Sorry. Hey, happy Tuesday. You're watching Splash Pages. The Comic Book Club. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show scheduled for you, as always. And with us joining me today, Velvet Joker. How's it going, bud? It's going great. Glad to see everyone tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for watching every week, guys. Really, really, thank you. I really appreciate it. I know often, like, you're watching, you're like, oh, there's two people watching. There's five people watching. But after a week on the different channels that we're all on 100 to 300 people watch this show every week so thank you guys we really appreciate your loyalty we have a do, great evening we we're gonna have some fun yeah drew how's it going pass i'm good <laughs> pass pass i'm good uh yeah okay so uh uh what's he's the- drew malo writer adventurer ghostbuster <laughs> well actually no i take this back i, I don't hate Leo as much today. It's now seventy five percent you, and and the rest, well, Leo can get the the crumbs. <laughs> uh, Ghostbuster Man nineteen eighty four is it right? I hate you both. Yeah, so that's, how you, that's how you can reach me and Leo. I hate I hate all of you. <laughs> the hate extends to every conceivable multiverse. Okay, that's a lot of dislike, but. Hello, gentlemen. It's nice to be back. Uh, question. I honestly have no news. I didn't see anything that I was like, oh, like, wow. Like, so I will let you guys, for once, I will be silent and I'll let you talk. Well, I mean, you know, speaking of multiverse, I think Marvel's going to collapse upon itself since uh, we have, um, uh, what the hell is his name? The guy that played Kickass. What was he in uh, Marvel? Uh, he was Quicksilver. 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 Uh, so he's Quicksilver in Marvel uh, MCU, but also he's now going to be Craven the Hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh, the uh, Craven the Hunter movie. Oh, solo movie. Yeah, spinoff. Nice. Yeah, and they just uh, the reason why I found that out is uh, they actually let's see, White Lotus. Now is that a Sony Marvel production? Yeah. Uh, sorry, White Lotus Breakout Fred 
Heckinger to play Chameleon. In but, but, but that's funny because technically there's already a Chameleon or at least someone who, who references that in the MCU. I don't know if you guys realize that, that we've already had a reference to the chameleon, so it's a possibility he is. Um, do you remember in, uh, was it um, Far From Home, there was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that picked up Peter um, and took him, I guess, to meet with Fury so he could get his night monkey suit? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Be- bearded guy, his name was Dimitri... Um, I can't pronounce his last name. Sanjay Kosberg, whatever. Um, no, no offense to all those who have foreign names who we Americans have trouble pronouncing, which is another reason why we're disliked. Um, yeah, that is a name that I believe is one of the, if not the chameleon's real alias or one of his aliases. So technically, we might already have a chameleon because think of it. You know, he's got the name, he's got shield resources. And we've seen that shield can do things where they can, you know, uh, alter shapes and identities and such. So, you know, it wouldn't be too much for someone to be a rogue agent, take that tech and become a super villain, you know. Uh, yeah, take uh, Mysterio's tech. Boom. You know, but Leo, is this is this Craven movie um, with Chameleon? Is this a Sony? It is a Sony Holland yeah. Marvel spinoff. Yep. Okay, so then what Drew said will not be that because they're two different universes. Well, but again, still multiverse. So it's you know right. in essence, you know, still applicable. Just like how we have yet to really see how a character like Morbius is going to play because they've been kind of flip-flopping the references. One has an obvious MCU reference. The other one has a very clear Sony reference. So, you know, and that's still, to be quite honest, up in the air if the movie will be good. Not saying I believe it could be bad, but, you know, when it comes to comic movies, I feel it's, it's so much better to walk in with moderate expectations. Yeah, especially with like a, a Sony movie, because, you know, like the two Venom movies, they were they were OK, you know, not, we're not... Entertaining, Leo. let's just <laughs> go with that. OK, we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely not going to be like a, like all the other Marvel movies, but it's, it's you know, it's, they could be watchable or they could be Ghost Rider, too, you know. Silence. <laughs> Nothing for Ghost Rider 2. Okay. <laughs> there, wow. I have a theory. Can I can I share you a theory I was thinking about recently? Because yeah. um, sometimes I don't... You guys don't know this about my life, but sometimes on my lunch breaks when I'm working from home, I like to go for walks. And because my ADD is where it is, um, the walks is peppered with random thoughts. Um, and one of them is that, in essence... Bad movies are kind of like lies in essence that they are fabrications of a character, but there is something in it that is actually true or decent. So my theory being is that in every bad superhero movie, regardless of what it is, there are at least one or two moments that actually are character appropriate, spot on, really badass. It's just you don't see it because the whole thing is just bullshit. So let me give you an example. We brought up Ghost Rider. Now, I will admit the first Ghost Rider is laughably ridiculous. 
but it does have two, two to possibly three really dope scenes. The first one being the jail cell fight. The second one being him riding his bike up the goddamn building. That was pretty p- cool. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and then the last one was the one him and Carter Slade were riding into the desert together because who else is going to play it but Sam Elliott, who is the de facto um, old cowboy. Like, <clears throat> you know, there's a reason he's Adam West's brother and family guy. And I can't believe I know that. Drew, I, I actually really enjoy the first Ghost Rider. I really feel like he he got Johnny Blaze's character. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. And, and the bike in general is just amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, like, like I said, there are certain things that are good in it, mm-hmm. but there are certain things that are not. Like, I'm sorry, as for as much as he tried, the actor who played uh, Blackheart was not that threatening to me. Because I hate to say it, you know, I saw this, I was like, what, the creepy kid from American Beauty? Like, really? Like Peter Fonda is Mestistopheles. Okay, he's got the presence. Fine, mm-hmm. you know. But I just feel like every superhero movie that we have that we've heavily criticized and whatnot has at least probably one or two good moments that are you know worth mentioning. You know, and and I'm talking even the stinkers. I'm like you know how you know Spider-Man three is considered man. Um, has its decent moments. Uh, Blade Trinity is largely considered the worst Blade. Um, you know, is that the one where he refused to open his eyes? Um, that's the one where Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. That's the that's the one with Dracula. You know, the and, one that, that that they admitted that Wesley was like high most of it. Okay, so that must be it. There, there's a scene, and it's hilarious, where Wesley uh, refused to open his eyes during the scene, mm-hmm. and they had to like play it in reverse. Wow, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'll find the information. On well, it. But my my point being is, so th- that's my theory: is that in every good, in every bad superhero movie, there's at least one to two decent moments in it that are at least worth highlighting. Hell, I could even. Uh, write a uh, like do a, a series about it if y'all want, but um, so I, I that's my theory. So, like, for instance, I saw people criticize Ghost Rider 2. I actually enjoyed certain parts of it. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, holy crap, Nick Cage is I don't know, drunk or high on something in the movie, but it when it's it's when he's Ghost Rider, it looks amazing. When he's Johnny Blaze, it's like, holy crap! It's like, uh, like it's like Nick Cage did Angel Dust and then decided to say action. Like, holy crap, he's tripping. So That's a scary. So, yeah, so he refused to open his eyes. They had to CGI his eyes open. Oh, I know this scene. This is at the end. Yeah. Oh, this is when he's on the thing and they're bleeding him, right? This is, no, this is at the end of the movie when they think he's died, but they find out it's not his body. They shot two scenes in it. They shot the ending, and then they shot an alternate ending, which is, uh, you know, arguably a little better. Um, wow, that's it's ridiculously diva-tastic of Wesley Snipes. But then again, the, you know, not to criticize, I love him and a lot of what he did. And this is someone who did, you know, who did uh, decide, I'm not going to pay taxes because... And then when they came coming, I'm a run. 
the ego is an incredible thing. When people have told you yes and you're amazing for you know a decade, you start believing your own hype sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Just got to remember, a lot of our great heroes have, have questionable moments. For instance, Tim Allen. Everyone loves him as Buzz Lightyear at Home Improvement. Technically, was a drug dealer. You know, he's moved past it. We've forgiven him. Somehow, Disney did their uh, made their one exemption because they have a policy of not working with ex-cons. And uh, yeah, we have uh, we had that. But we're not talking about things like that. I just wanted to share my theory. I'm just putting that out there. I don't I don't know if anyone sees it. Um, but I, like I said, I, I didn't really notice any newsworthy things that was like, oh my God, we've got to talk about it. So if you guys notice them, please, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, apparently Stephen Amell is a brony. Is that, is that what I read? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, uh, Peacemaker. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> in Peacemaker, there was a scene, uh, where where they talk about uh arrow going to brony conventions and uh i can't find the pictures but i could have sworn somebody posted like Stephen amell at like like uh a my little pony convention uh but he responded haven't seen it too busy showing cena what professional wrestling should actually look like on tv yeah because he is on the heels show (laughs) but i'm sure this is all in fun Oh yeah, yeah, totally. It's uh, the whole show is is fun. It's uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Steve Amell is a serious actor, but he he shows that he has a good sense of humor. Um, and also anyone I've ever met has told me he is just the most polite and gracious person in the world. So, you know, he really appreciates his fans. So I'm like, great, because good. But. Uh, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, even having not seen it, I totally get it. Hey, have you guys seen um, some of the after Bob Saget news, um, where they released some of the autopsy photos and some of the reports, and um, they're saying like it looks like he could have been dropped. The, the amount of impact on the back of his head looks like he could have dropped from like a thirty foot drop or been hit in the head with a baseball bat. Oh, wow. And apparently now the family is suing everyone to keep everything under wraps. So it just seems strange to me that he would sustain that kind of injury in the back of his head. And then also apparently his front orbital bone was also cracked. So he had like black eyes and all this was black. Um, That feels like something happened to him. And uh, that makes me sad and intrigued all at the same time. I don't know. Can't really say for certain. Yeah, I'm sure the the truth will come out, you know, but if if somebody attacked him, that that is tremendously sad. Yeah, and then tucked him into bed. Yep. Yeah. Scary stuff. Very scary. Uh, So, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll learn more what what really happened in, uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, if they release the uh the autopsy oh. pictures, that's that's. I think it was the autopsy report. Yeah, that's that's uh that's morbid. Yeah, but you know, hey, Jeremy's in the chat. Good evening, Jens. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. 
when uh, Drew gets back, we're going to be talking about uh, Invincible. Invincible. Yeah, but I didn't have any other news. What about you, Rush? No, no. I had just heard no about the the Brony and Stephen Amell thing. I thought that was pretty amusing. Um, yeah. I was intrigued by the Bob Saget thing. But no, I don't think anything really new in the comic world that I'm aware of. Um, uh, oh, the the only other thing is uh, Drew actually plug your ears for a second. <laughs> uh, but the there we go. Um, so at the oh, end, I can still hear you. Okay, <laughs> he muted himself. Uh, so at, at the end of Peacemaker, we have that iconic scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they did have on set a superman and a batman but mm-hmm. we're not filmed well, wasn't superman in the air shadow like kind of in shadow oh yes 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 batman was there okay yes oh, okay. so so the news uh the guy that played superman uh is uh posting on social media like uh you know uh basically wanting to be the new superman oh okay <laughs> Good for him. So it wasn't Cavill. It was it was just somebody else. Right, right. I heard I heard all of that. You guys suck. <laughs> well, sorry you can't get your damn speakers to not work. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, th- there's more uh more news, but I will refrain from saying it because it's very spoilery. Thank you. Here you thank you. Let's 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 for once take the higher road just for another week, please. Yes. Yeah, okay. We 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 need to like come up with like a spoiler section. Okay. Spoiler section. Yeah. Yeah. Just where where we talk about like all the the spoilery shit that right. goes on. Additional content to throw on Dead Dork Radio. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about Invincible today. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, Volume One, Family Matters. Uh, Jeremy says he agrees. He loves spoilers. Can I can I just say something before we start? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Cool. Um, hey, I just want to say that I honestly uh, think that this is my favorite Kirkman's book that I've ever read, and I've read a nice chunk of Walking Dead. I've read some of his Ultimate X Men, which is not that great. This is, to be quite honest, one of my favorite. Um, this is one of my favorite things he's ever written. I think this actually is my favorite. Um, hands down, I honestly recommend, if you guys like this first arc, everybody, read the whole thing. It is amazing from beginning to end. And I understand some people are like, oh, it's 144 issues. I was like, yes, you guys scoff at that, but literally read all of Harry Potter in one weekend. Please. Okay. I'm just saying it for the record. This is worth the read. This isn't one of those where it, it, it rises and falls. The whole thing is consistently great. Uh, I, I have not read the whole thing, but I, I totally agree from what I've read. Uh, and I think I've read the, like the first four volumes. And mm-hmm. it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Uh, no. Jeremy says, wish I could. Jeremy, we can we can hook you up. Uh, no, it, it was it honestly was absolutely amazing i cannot cannot stress that enough that it was 100 percent amazing and even just this first book rereading it 
you know, um, again, it was awesome. Right. Now, I read the animated first. I didn't mean read it. I'm sorry. I watched the animated first, rather. Um, mm. And now reading it, boy, it is like they are right on point with each other. Uh, now, the, an the animated goes further than the storyline mm -hmm. we've read today. Right. I would say what we read today covers, I'd say, about the first two, three episodes. Mm -hmm. Would you say... Leo, would you say about? Uh, yeah, but there's there's some things that they they sort of split up quite a bit. Yeah, uh, the pacing is a little different. They certainly set up certain storylines that come a little later in the arc. To yeah. be, you know, but it was great, you know. But but again, I think that's the one of the things that I thoroughly enjoyed the most was how well adapted the series is i mean and the best part is that you honestly i feel like even if you don't read the books it's literally almost spot on right. you know I, the, I found an interesting thing about the art drew is mm -hmm. uh, even in this and, and and a lot of the this whole arc that i read at least seems to follow that the background is just like this the background every all the backgrounds are simple it's all focused on the character yeah and and it's really amusing because Corey Walker is the artist. Uh, for, he did the art for the first 12 issues. Um, and unfortunately, he had to kind of bow out because he couldn't handle the the consistency of a monthly book, you know, apparently, you know. Um, so then that's when around issue 13, Ryan Otley uh, came in and he was one of the main artists. I mean, Corey Walker would come back for certain stories and even a few story arcs later on in the series. But it's really amazing because similar to The Walking Dead, this book had that, it was a slow build and people really didn't think it was gonna last as long as it did. Um, but I swear to God, lo and behold, you know, it, it really picked up, it found its audience, it became this critical and commercial gem you know, I mean, 144 issues. And then on top of it, Kirkman wrote the whole thing. I mean, yeah, there were spinoff series and whatnot, which were written by different people with some consultation to him, which I've read all of them and they're all fantastic. Um, but it's just so nice when you have that consistency, you know, and you don't see that a lot in a lot of modern comics. A lot of major characters, you've had different writers, different artists, but it was the same people. You know, so you you really watch these characters rise and fall. And it's just it's it's really amazing. Um, uh, Jeremy says he loved a TV adaptation. Oh, well, yeah. it, I mean, like I said, it was it was beautifully acted. And and I think the other thing that you realize is that there are these little moments in Invincible. Well, what is great is that you realize that this book is not only. A, a superhero comic it's also an homage to a lot of classic superhero comics a lot of these characters are pastiches like the um uh the super team their names escape me uh the is it guardians of the globe thank you guardians of the globe are essentially the justice league yep. mm -hmm. they're basically the justice league um you know the um Adam Eve and Robot. 
the, the teen, um, teen they're, they're, yeah they're basically the teen titans right you know what i mean and then certain other characters are basically the same you know and it's just like i said it's just it's such a wonderful love letter to um to all of that like this is this is his love letter to comics by and and to me i think that's the best thing is that you can show your appreciation to the genre but still create something that's so amazingly its own i mean when you're reading this mark does it sound like when you're watching films and kids talk like adults mm -hmm. you know mark sounds like a teenager he talks like a teenager his frame of mind is is very rooted in that and then all of all of his his people in his life act like who they are you know there's never really anybody that was like i don't think they would do that but within these extraordinarily context like this extraordinarily this extraordinary context there we go i'm good and i think they do a great job of um sort of portraying like a middle a middle america family mm -hmm. it seems like a middle income you know they live in a ni medium nice house Mm -hmm. um, but their dad is like the Superman of their universe. He is. He's, come he's back and they have dinner and they have a great time. And what comic book reader does not have the fantasy of becoming like 16 years old and all of a sudden you're a mutant and you have superpowers? So there's 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 a lot there's a lot going on there to to draw you in. Mm -hmm. And. And you got to also give credit that they, they just pack in so much in each issue, but nothing feels rushed. Like you have these multiple storylines going. And I mean, this, this book, Leo was what four issues. Yeah. Uh, four it, issues. Yeah. Right. It's four issues. I feel other writers would have taken like six or maybe eight to paste out this thing. You know, this is four issues and so much happens in these four issues. You know, and on top of it, there's so much great setup, you know, all the characters are established, you know, and then you even have your villains established. You have the, uh, was it the Mueller twins mm -hmm. who are still one of my favorite villains because of their relationship. You know, you're the clone. No, I'm the original. You're the clone. Just beautiful. Um, I, I will also say this. Uh, they could not have got better people to play. Ultraman, uh, not Ultraman, Omni-Man. Um, See, Rich, I got caught up in Superman. Uh, Omni-Man and then Invincible. Like, Steven Yuen just nailed it. Um, and then J.K. Simmons as his father just, oh. Well, the, the whole cast. So mm -hmm. so Steven Yuen is uh, Mark. Uh, J.K. Simmons as Nolan. Sandra mm -hmm. Oh as Debbie Grayson. Yeah. Uh, the mom. Walter Goggins as Cecil. Zachary uh -huh. Quinto as robot and, and Rex is Jason Manzucas from uh yeah. nine nine. Yep. Adrian Pimento. Yeah. Nine nine. Nine nine. <laughs> um but yeah, he's and then even Mark Hamill is um a waltz. He's the customer. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the voice uh, cast it, is insane. In this yeah, so I, I just have to say they did such a good job that a, as I was rereading this book and you heard I, the voices. 
yeah, I, I, I hear them, you know, as I'm reading it and it's just insane. Uh, and I, I love his, his, his passion for family matters. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, in the comics, Regal Vell Johnson high school, which played, uh, um, the father and family matters. And then oh, yeah. it was uh, Winslow high school, which it was the Winslow family and family matters. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And essentially the principal is Reginald Bell, uh, Bell Johnson. It's, yep. I mean, I'm sorry. That's basically him. Oh yeah. Like, you know, if, if it was any more him, he'd be, he'd be letting the ghostbusters out of prison. Well, like, he, he even did the voice in the, uh, in the, in the car, uh, cartoon. Absolutely. So, I mean, again, what a wonderful reference there. Um, you know, but like I said, this to me is probably one of the best superhero origin stories because everything for the dude, like, honestly, one of my favorite moments in the book is when Mark quits. Yes. Like, hands down, this is every kid's dream. It was like, I have superpowers. I don't need this. <laughs> go, <laughs> go, <laughs> like, I'm done. Like, yeah, you. I'm, I'm not frying your fries. You fry your own fries. Um, and then on top of it, what I also love that Kirkman does is that he n- leaves no stone unturned. Like you saw that Mark, when he's throwing out the garbage, he tosses the garbage into the sky. Yep. Later on in a comic, you'll see where that garbage lands. Yeah, he, I, I I just rewatched the episode because uh, they do the same thing in the in the in the cartoon. Absolutely. And it's just so genius because it's the little things. And I think that's what I I think gets lost in a lot of big comics is that these little moments that are very human and very um, precious, they get lost in the superhero slugfest or the giant multiversal collapse conundrum. You know, these things are so intense that we forget, hi, these are still people. You have to show them sleeping. You might want to show them eating. We do not need to see them using the bathroom. But like, you know, it's it's a human story, you know, and honestly, there's a reason that it's it is still as popular as it is today. I mean, if you've ever been to a convention and you see Kirkman signing or Otley, they always have a line. They always have fans and there's a ton more invincible costumes now that the show happened i mean i've seen a couple of uh, i've seen a couple of omnimans i've seen a couple of invincibles and funny enough i do know somebody who did his first costume the the um i call yeah. it the, gun, the i call him the gunslinger uh invincible mm-hmm. you know the one with the bandana right right um you know I, i'm just waiting for the for villains like if i see two people who do the uh, the muller twins i'm done like you, you know but you got huge those guys are big or or look alike yeah I, mean, I bet we can convince uh patsy and brandon <laughs> but um what's that? but i think we all can enjoy if there's one guy that you're rooting for to to get his ass whooped it's it's rex Oh yeah. yeah! Oh my god! And then oh, yeah, he's obnoxious. Oh my god! When he when I heard that when I heard you know uh, Jason Marzadegus voicing him, I was like, oh, you could have got a better person. Like just confident, annoying, and then can just be, and I'm fucked. You know, <laughs> but 
like I, like I said, the whole the the this is one of those moments where I feel that the animated series movie whatever adapted the source material perfectly, and and you two both know I'm a little bit of a snob about that. Um, but this did not disappoint, and I cannot wait for season two. Like hands down, I think season two of the show is going to be fan. Fantastic, and I'm really excited to see what what they what they do with it. Yeah, do we have a release date on that yet? I, I think at this point, I think everyone's more focusing on what the Boys season three will bring, especially since Amazon is finally upping their prices for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, me, I'm like, boy, that third season must better be lit if I'm spending a couple extra dozen dollars. Yeah. Actually, that's one thing we didn't talk about in the news was the whole uh, comicsology uh, fuck over. Okay, did I? Yeah, I feel like I slept on that. Like, I, what happened? So we uh, five minutes and just go over that. I completely. Yeah. Uh, so so basically, it, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, Amazon bought comicsology. Mm-hmm. And they migrated it into their Kindle Unlimited app, mm-hmm. which is I think is like fourteen bucks a month. Um, mm-hmm. But I already pay for that for my wife. You know, she does a ton of reading, and uh, but now they they folded th- all of Comicsology into Kindle Unlimited. Uh, it, it's it's very, in my personal opinion, it, it it's very difficult to find comics. Uh, there's also stories of uh, collectors losing thousands of dollars worth of their collection during the migration. Like the mm-hmm. library they had on Comixology disappeared of books they purchased. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's definitely been a lot of headaches. They definitely need to clean up the user interface and, and just make it you know, more comic-centric, you know? It's, I mean, Comixology, the interface before was, was passable. It, it was fairly easy to find, you know, uh, you know, storylines and whatnot. But now it's, it's just, unless you know exactly what you're looking for, it, it's, it's hard to find. Well, that's not good at all. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's included. Yeah. And that's the only place you can get it now? Uh, I believe I don't know if they discontinued the website. Right. Um, yeah. I, I'm gonna pass, Leo. I'm gonna pass. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna uh, stick with uh, Marvel Unlimited and DC Universe uh, Extra or whatever it's called now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I still find almost all my stuff on ReadAllComics.com. There we go. Thank you. Same thing. You know. Yeah. Tyler, yeah. I will say this though, I have been reading a great series right now. It's an older one. Um, I have been loving it and I do want to hype it up because it has been such a wild ride and I just started like four days ago. Um Exiles has been fantastic. You went back from the beginning or were you this is just the current run? Oh no, no, no. I went to like the two thousand one. Okay. I, I went back. Um, I started reading them. I thoroughly cannot tell you that this does villain of the week in such a way 
that I, I, I'm hooked every time. You know, you have just this group of characters from different Marvel universes traveling there, set with a mission. It's like Quantum Leap meets like the X-Men. Because all these people at one point or another have been on an X-Men team, which is so funny to me. But I cannot tell you how much it is just such a great read. And I will definitely find a story arc that we can definitely review that I think you all would enjoy. Um, hands down, fantastic. So I just right. wanted to hype that. Well, I had a couple of minutes before we get back to Invincible. Um, but on, honestly, guys, I have nothing to say besides the fact that I think this is hands down one of the best ways to start a comic book um, series. Hands down. Yeah, it's just the writing is just fantastic. It's the, the characters are very relatable. Um, mm -hmm. It's just overall, it's just an amazing story. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. I, and uh, honestly, yeah, that's the best way to put it. It's just a lot of fun. You know, there, after you read it, there really is no other reason why you shouldn't read more. That's the best way to say it. You'll be hooked on Invincible. Get that Invincible. First one's free, baby. First one's free. Uh, actually, if you check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, you can pick up this book on Amazon. I do have the link there. And uh, the links do support the network. So support transparency. Oh, my God. Guys, I just I, I have to share this with you. Hold on. I I need to show you. I need to share this meme that I found that was 100% hilarious. And I think our, 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 our people need to see it, too. Hold on. Well, one second. I, I got it. I just this just popped up in my feed. And oh, that's, it's a lot of build up, Drew. It's better be glorious. Let me let me. Uh, Leo, I just sent it to. Uh, Messenger. Secret group chat. Check it out. Please hold. A meme minute. Oh, it's I've done it. Rich, no. I'm telling time, man. Mm -hmm. For you, the day. For you, the day 22-2-2-2. Grace your calendar was the most insignificant day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> Oh my God, that killed me. I think the worst thing is that you. you... Thank you. <laughs> I just want to point out it's hard not to read this and not hear it in Raul Julia's M. Bison voice. Yes. You know, just for me, it was Tuesday. I'm just like, oh my God. Thank you. I, 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 that was my attempt at humor, and I will be shamed for it. So, thank you. <laughs> um, hey, you, you, you made the leap there, Drew. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. Nerds. Sorry. Are you? Are you? Are you gonna, you're gonna play that card. You're gonna play that card. You're gonna play that card. Did you? Did you hear it? Came out Listen, you got best ball. You should see if you're in a band. Um. So. 
honestly, I don't think there's anything more we could say. Do you guys just kind of want to want to rate this and then? Uh, um, wrap yeah. up an early show for once. Yeah. yeah. Rap, wow. Yeah. I know. Totally. Uh, just real quick, uh, Jeremy says, uh, you know, speaking of comicsology, there's a way to find it. He saw on TikTok, and uh, you have to go to a certain option and show comicsology library. Leo, you will have to investigate. Yeah. I mean, my wife tried finding some comics for me. She's like, uh, your library is all, all empty. And I'm like, well, I, I freed it up for you, you know, because she, she does read a lot on there. And, uh, you know, I tend to do either Marvel or DC or uh, read online. Um, but yeah, for, for comicsology, she was trying to find something. And she goes, uh, oh, there's Garfield on here. And uh, wait, there's a adult comic books why is that showing up in my feed what if kids are reading this you know it's just yeah the the Uh it was was messed up like like she was just looking for comic books just to be nice to find me something i was like yeah she was all user friendly at all yeah the last thing you need is is some kid opening up a book of sin city and then wondering what the hey mommy what's a whore I think it was like some anime thing that she. Uh, oh no! Yeah. Why is that lady getting attacked by that squid, man? We don't ask these questions until you're older. It's alien, <laughs> alien hentai. Okay, cool. So on that note, uh, let's let's um... five, five crowbars, five. Wow! There we go. Wow! He is declaring invincible five, five crowbars. All right, yes. Drew. You know what? I'm also going to give it five. This is a, an amazing collaboration. It's probably one of the best comics I've ever read from beginning to finish. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to give it five too. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a follower and just take Leo's lead. All right. Um, I, I I liked it a lot. I don't know that I felt five strong about it. I'm going to go with a four point three three. Okay. That's still listen. You got to admit that's still pretty high for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, Jeremy's asking, is Marvel good for an app? DC is pretty good, but about a year behind. Both of them are, uh, I know Marvel's like six months behind. And uh, DC, I, th- I think DC is about the same thing, about six six or eight months behind. Um, I find the, the Marvel interface uh, better to use than DC's. Right. Uh, but hey, Jeremy, um, as both Drew and I have agreed to today, uh, readallcomics.com. It's free and you can find 99% of almost anything you want to find. Really great. 100% really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just do it. There's also uh comic book reading orders if you want to look for like storylines. Uh that's a pretty good one for inspiration. Yeah. There we go. Okay, we will wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. Uh, but I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. There's a ton of awesome shows doing a ton of awesome things. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, super retro throwback reviews. Uh, you know, that's definitely one to check out. Uh, Throwdown Thursday. You know, just just head on over to thedorkening.com. Uh, hey, Alex is in the chat room. Damn right. It's the best comic series ever. Alex was actually uh, turned me on to Invincible originally. So thank you for that, Alex. And uh, Jeremy says he'll check it out. Please and, do. Uh, I, I even picked up the Invincible uh, Spider-Man Marvel team up. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, Drew. Drew's using his spider powers. He's on the side of the wall. Right. Not yet. Yeah. Nice. 100%. Um, yes, when, when these two aren't literally driving me upside down, um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, you'll probably hear exactly which one soon, if you haven't already heard it. Um, I do a lot of stuff with Screen Rant, um, I'm working a lot with the Dorkening, I'm very busy, so if you reach out to me and it takes me a while to respond, I assure you it's not because I don't like you, it's because... There's not enough hours in the day. Yeah, you're you're a very busy man. Mm. Yeah. Velvet Joker. Hey, and you can find me, Rich Davis, on Facebook. Uh, sipping on my Silk City hot sauce with code name Dork. Anyway, um, or you can also email me, Leo at leopond.com. <clears throat> and uh, I am on the Velvet Joker 2021 on the gram. That's where oh. I be. Or you can see me every Tuesday night here on the award-winning Splash Pages of Comic Book Club. Standing all the time. We have such news building behind the scenes. I can't wait to tell you guys. So exciting. Very exciting. You finish that, please. (laughs) With that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye, everyone.